everyone. Welcome along to Thoroughbred Weekly. We are here at Kembla Grange in the upper floor of the grandstand. We're lucky we're not outside because it's raining. It rained yesterday and the track held up really well. I, so many stories out of yesterday. Kembla Grange put on such a great show. These two races, the Hunter and the Gong, are going to get bigger and better, especially off the back of these two runnings. Lost and running winning the Hunter and a local horse, Count the Rupee, who is a serious uh, star in the making. Winning these two out-of-town races have done nothing but strengthen what is going to become two end-of-season rippers. Ron Duffersey, Wayne Harris and Lizzie Jolse were with me at the track yesterday. What yeah, a day. Yeah, what a day. And uh, uh, they got right behind their local heroes um, here at Kembla Grange mm. yesterday with, with uh, the big count to Rupee team and they've stayed solid with Brock and he delivered a beauty, I would have thought, was uh, obviously the ride of the day. Mm. Right of the day, Wayne. He got over. He did cop a suspension, and we'll show that later, but he got over amazingly, one off the fence and in the winning position. Yeah, good morning, Greg. Good morning to everyone. Yeah, we said, well, we all asked him, how'd you do that? And he said, ah, oh, got a little bit of time out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a W. Harris story, that one. <laughs> but no, it was great. And to see um, Robbie Price, when we were asking him about the horse, like he, it's probably one of the most expensive horses he's ever bought. And he said, I've got to have this horse because they missed a few that they wanted to buy. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, he was able to get it. He kept putting in another bid and come home with a very good horse. It was a big day for the locals, wasn't yeah. it? It was, yeah. Despite the rain and despite sort of the dampener of the day and the fact that we were sort of anticipating that rain and whether it was going to come, I think that one of the main factors is the track held up really, mm. really well. Any rain, as Ronnie mentioned to me in the morning on a race day, is doesn't matter what track you're at, it's yeah. no good for the track. So mm. I thought it, it played really really well, the right horses, you know, the, the, the form worked out, which is the most important, mm. but a big day for the locals and really good to see a crowd here and we, um, we've seen some pretty big scenes throughout the day. Yeah, they, they were vocal and there was a lot of good atmosphere, no trouble. Um, we had Teresa Bait up, trained a double. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then Brock Ryan rode four and the Price Boys won the big race and we had this superstar, this world superstar called... Alexander the Great, <laughs> Alexander Volkanovsky, who I don't watch UFC. I did a lot of research. A lot of people do, but look at this. Before the first, and I didn't realise how big this guy is. Yeah, he is a world is. superstar. Yeah. And all he did yesterday was appear at the races and bang. Can we can we show that bit of footage? He, he just turned up the races to now hit the ceremonial gong. Here he is. Everyone knew who he was. It was a young crowd there yesterday. He's pound for pound number two ranked in the world in UFC fighting. He's, mm -hmm. he's tiny. He's a featherweight. Yeah. He's a machine. He is a machine. And he was the biggest star out there. Yeah. These are the thoughts. And he's sort local of, as well. He's local. He's a Warilla boy. So these are the sort of things that these clubs need to do to engage, you know, sports stars from outside of racing. Yeah. And he loved it. He had the time of his life here yesterday. Yeah, he did. And he, he did the right thing. He was shaking everyone's hands and... Easy to get a photo with him, and everyone got a photo. I reckon at the end of the day, he was sick of everyone. Was yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he got a few people in a headlock. They were like, "Can you please get me in a headlock?" So he did. I think that's his um, signature move. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, Jason Collett is a big UFC fan, and he was telling me he was like, "He is really big." World, really, really big. And, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward. I don't know whether I'm going to follow him so much, but might find a new one, new star to follow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
You don't seem the UFC kind of gal to me. No, I don't. I don't really like. You are. Him. If you don't know how big he is, ask your kids and your grandkids. They'll tell you. How big's this horse? How big is he going to be? This is a horse called Count de Rupee, who was runner-up in the Golden Eagle, and yesterday he appeared at his home track of Kembla Grange with the local boy on board for the local trainers, and he delivered not just a win. But Ronnie, a very dominant win. He was, and he, you could, could nearly call him the winner the whole way once. And and I think Brock just from here he thought, no, 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 I don't want to get to the front too soon. He, he, you know, the Golden Eagle was in his mind. Was he was left stranded there from here? And look at him here. He's saying, I've got him. I don't want to get there now. And then he goes. Um, but that's inside the 200, and was never really in doubt. He's a he's a really good horse, and he. Now they're, they're cooking with gas, you know, where some of us were doubting him. Well, not doubting him, he was just wanting him to prove himself mm. at a mile. And he did that with, in, with flying colours yesterday on a, on a soft track. Yeah, on a soft track. I so think, um, it just opens up so many big prize money races well, for him. Lizzie, you, you didn't... I didn't press Luke and you didn't press Robert when you got a chance to catch him, but it was mentioned that they think... He's an Everest horse. They yeah. want to set him for the Everest next year. Off camera, I, I, I went and I said, can I say I'm about to do an update, a news update? Am I allowed to say what your plans are? And he said, yeah, go for it. So they want to freshen him up and gain a slot for, and you know, show him off and, and get a slot for the Everest. They think that Ooh. that's the way that they want to go with him. And I can understand their thinking as far as freshening him up. I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I don't know whether he's an Everest horse. He might make that progression, but... You'd rather freshen him up than stretch him out in trip, I would say. I think he won that on pure talent mm -hmm. yesterday. The 1500 and the Golden Eagle was, he was beaten by a horse that had a little bit more stamina and has obviously got a lot of upside going forward. But the way that they have planned his preparation this prep with the Golden Eagle and the Gong being grand finals for him, they prove that whatever they set him for, he's able to achieve. Yeah, mm. oh, but still, they've got to get through the autumn next year. So they'll, yeah, that's right. know, they'll train him for a Doncaster, and then he will tell that the horse will tell the stable. You know, maybe I am an Everest horse, but well, they've got a long train time him to think of that. Mm -hmm. Will they train him for a Doncaster? Though? Oh, well, they will, because they've got to get through the autumn. Well, they'll probably all age. Uh, they'll get to the all age. He'll tell them, and then obviously he goes to a goes for a break, and then you have the Everest in the back of your mind for the. Um, for the spring, it depends how much Seems depth like there is. He plans a long way in advance, mm -hmm. and and Robert always refers. You can see, you remember we spoke about this before. There seems like there's a bit of a switch in the who's in charge or who's yes. sort of planning out where these horses are going. And mm. I think that that's. Um, it sounds like Luke has got a, a really you know good plan with this horse, and he knows exactly where he wants to head. And mm. Robert's got full faith in him. And they've got Jamea to come back. Mm. Got Jamea as well. A Percy Sykes and Furious winner. Let's go to the let's go to the start. This is how Brock uh, Ryan got across uh, to be one off the fence, and uh, he's three from the outside, and everything worked out perfectly. He cut across and he seemed to clear them all, and he just got to a tissue blue colours white cap, and just seemed to shave a tissue, not dramatically, but enough to give him a suspension. But look at that. There he is, one off the fence. Ready to go. And not going to get beat from there no. on. No. And it was, you know, was not as if he intentionally ran across and knocked him down, mate. No, he just, no. he intimidated a little bit. It looked beautiful. Yeah. Whatever he did, he yeah, did well. Yeah, whatever it was he yeah. did. He, he just angled in from midfield and stayed midfield and hit one off the fence. So I can't believe, like I, I think I said yesterday, he's a young man that's turned into a 
the whole man now. He's had a bit of confidence riding a lot of winners lately and, and riding in the good races, and you can tell with it. Confidence is a big thing. Yeah, so he's got decisions to make now. Like, he's out yeah. till he'll probably ride next Saturday as an apprentice, and he, he comes out of his apprenticeship on December 1. So he's a young man who rides light. He wants to be a city. You know, I know they'd love to have this boy hanging around, riding work and helping this stable out. But he's got decisions to make. He, he, he's got to give himself a chance at the big time and probably come to town and, and ride a few bit of work for the big trainers. And they know him now because he's, he, he's, his name's in light. He's got to keep it there. You know yeah. what it's like when you come out of your time. And he's, he's coming out with an allowance. So he hasn't got any more, but he's proved that he can ride without an allowance. Well, he based himself in Sydney. I think he went to John O'Shea, didn't he? And things just didn't work out there. And I think he had a couple of falls and uh, come back here closer to home and uh, with the Price boys. And I think he's very close with Luke. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a um, great little run along for him. There's nothing like a hometown victory when, when it comes to atmosphere and emotion. Here's what happened after the race and the win by Count Ruby. Question mark was, is he going to run a strong mile? Wet track, he just blew them away. He'll probably go 10 furlongs after that. I honestly believe this horse, whatever we ask him to do, he's just going to do. I haven't had a horse get so much better after a run every time this, in a preparation. Like, first up, I was questioning myself, is he ready? Is he ready for this yet? And, you know, he come up and blew him away. He went quick time, and then he improved four lengths off that. And he did that again going into the Golden Eagle. You know, I, don't, I can't say he improved today, but, yeah. That's your horse there, Cheery. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty special. I, we're going to have to watch the replay again, and you've only seen it live once. In the blink of an eye, he had that horse near the rail. Oh, I take your hat off, don't you? Um, it, it, it didn't get to him. This is, it used to get to him a bit, Brock, the nerves and the pressure. In the last 12 months since he's had those falls, he's just, you know, he soaks it up and just he puts them all to bed and, you know, he, he's got a big career and I'm glad he's part, um, he's part of our team. It had to be important that he rode a double already going into this race. That would have put his confidence sky high. Yeah, without a doubt. Look, he loves hard work. When, he, when we got that COVID bubble, the first three weeks of that, he had a couple of suspensions and he wasn't getting a ride. He was getting a few little one percenters wrong and he really, um, you know, he thrives off hard work. Ten rides today and, you know, he's ridden three winners now in the main one and, you know, he didn't get time to think about and he's, he's gone out there and smashed them. This year, you and your dad have won a Percy Sykes and a Furious with Jamea, second in a Golden Eagle with this horse, yeah. and now a million-dollar race. Can you can you believe the 12 months it's been? No, not really. You, do, you know, you pinch yourself, but you try to. I try to keep every race as normal as possible. I come in today just thinking it was a normal Campbell meeting. I don't want to let no pressure get to me like that, and just prepare each horse as if they're going to Nara for a maiden or Maria for a maiden, so to speak. And I know this horse has been special for a very long time, as have as Brock. And um, there's nothing, nothing more special than him winning on this horse today. After the Golden Eagle, I said I feel like crying because I got beaten. Today I feel like crying because I won, but especially for the bosses, Rob, Luke, you know, they're just massive supporters of mine. They pro promote me as much as they can, give me every opportunity under the sun, and um, it's good to capitalise, and cheese he's a good horse. You had to keep a cool head today because you knew you drew wide and there was a lot of pressure going into this race. Talk us through it. Yeah, look... There's probably pre pressure from the from the media and the punters and whatnot, but they don't put any pressure on me. Like before I went out on the Golden Eagle, R Rob said, ride on instinct. Don't look at maps, just ride on instinct and get the job done. So, you know, same again today, ride on instinct. Everything panned out beautiful and I had the best horse underneath me. When you were riding in that Golden Eagle, you must have thought for a moment, oh, this is going to be the biggest victory of my career. 
I thought that for 100 metres, don't worry. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got we got done on the line, but that's racing, and this tops. This is definitely the biggest, best memory of my racing career so far. It was like six years ago to that to this day, I rode my first winner at a Minaby, little non-tab meeting, and now I'm here in a million-dollar race on the home track in front of everyone winning it. So in front of people you know as well. This is what makes it. I've never heard such a reception of all the people calling because of this local win. Yeah, it's a huge thing. You know, Gong's a, a great place to live and everyone supports everyone. And yeah, everyone's behind us today and it's good to um, pay, you know, pay it to the punters and everyone supporting us and they could have got their win. Now he's come a long way in this preparation. Where do you think you can see him heading into? Come on, make a big statement. What do you think? World's his oyster, they say. Where do you think he's going to head to next preparation? Like He's come such a long way, hasn't he? The jockey, the jockey both or the of horse? You. What do you think? Well, both of you. I mean, no, the horse, he's come a long way. This fellow's going as good as the horse. Don't worry about that. He's ridden three, three winners a day on a genuine sad day card. So too shady, a brocky. We're very proud of him. And you think and the, the horse? horse? Well, that's a, once I, I say it a lot. I quote this a lot. He's a box of chocolates. You could freshen him up, bring him back to 1,200, and he could be diabolical at that too. So Luke's done a, a, a supremely good job at placing this horse. He had this whole program mapped out behind my back. And <laughs> what a genius, you know. And, I thought it was pie in the sky, you know, after we won here, but the way he won here first up has sort of brought the reality to, you know, to the fore. And you think next preparation, what are you thinking? Is there any targets? I'm thinking he's going to be a better horse again next preparation. I really do. He, um, the breeder slow matures. We've been really kind to him. He had four runs last prep. We'll shelf him on four runs this prep. So we're looking after him and we're treating him as a good horse he is. Yeah, he wouldn't say Everest. No, you you knew he wanted to. Well, he he sidled up to me earlier and he said, "I think we could run we could run in an Everest, you know, mm. in, in the spring." And I said, mm. "Oh, okay." And then I saw him and I sort of tried to get him to say it on camera. But obviously, as Ronnie said, there's still autumn preparation to go, and um, they've got ambitions for him. But who said he can't reach those well, heights? That's that's the whole idea of the of the race. If if you've got a top class horse who can run 1,200 meters. You have to, you have to dream. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they they dreamed of a golden eagle, and yeah. we may have even rolled our eyes at that. Mm -hmm. And he nearly got away with it. And um, they dreamed of the gong; they get away with it. Mm -hmm. yeah, cool. He's to see the Robinson family and just the yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah wonderful scene. family. Yeah. yeah, good luck to them. Yeah. A few um, of the horses, the beaten brigade. Yeah. There was a few good runs in behind. Nudge, I thought, ran really well. She. Um, she was, you know, back to the, well, going to a mile just definitely suited her. And Yamazaki, not on her preferred surface. Mm, I thought she hit the go. line really mm. well. And the horse to follow for me is Birdebeck. Birdebeck. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else there. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see him coming down the yeah. outside? There? <laughs> <laughs> Old mate, Craig Oh, yeah, oh, you now. Yes, look, I've, I've been following him for a long time to no avail. So I'm switching. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> with you. <laughs> are you. Are you dropping off officially? Not, not officially. Not officially. Every but... race is a new challenge. Yes, yes, it's a new challenge. Look at Tim and Tari. He, he, he kept the uh, the dream burning, yep. and eventually came back and. He's so... going to win races, uh, but hmm. yeah, it's got to be the right. So much talent the right there, time. isn't it? Yes, yeah, so much talent. Um, so that was the gong. We've got a lot more to uh, to bring you uh, on this Kembla Grange program. Let's go back and have a look at some of the big winners from this. Uh, spring. Now that all the big spring races are over, here are the million dollar plus race victors from over this time. We started way back in September 18, very elegant, won the million dollar George Main, went on to win a Melbourne Cup. In the Congo was a surprise packet for the early part of the spring. 
uh, to become a Golden Rose winner. He wasn't thought of as the Golden Rose winner, but as he built up to those, mm-hmm. as he built up to the race, he was the form horse. He was. Private Eye won the million and a half Epsom. Profondo won the Spring Champion Stakes. Is everyone looking forward to that horse coming back? Mm. Yes. The Kosciuszko Cos- win of Art Cadeau was a real highlight because the crowd, that was the first day the crowds were back and they got behind him. What can you say about Nature Strip? Got all the form in the world, hasn't he? And the form behind him as well. World's best sprinter. Yep. yep. There's another page there, I'm sure. After the uh, Everest, we went to the Bondi Stakes. Halal, I think, put a bit of class into that Bondi Stakes this year. Only time will tell. He's got yeah. to come back in the, in the autumn and, you know, show that. Uh, you talk about deserved wins. Ice bath, surely, in the invitation was just that. And Little Eddie. Little Eddie. We're what a, a superstar. We can't wait to get with the studio. Our Little Eddie hats are there. They're waiting for us. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Eagle's looking better every day because Count de Rupi ran second to a serious racehorse in I Am Thunderstruck. He's a good horse, I Am Thunderstruck. How good is Sajardin? He's won a Breeders' Plate and a Golden Gift and he is looking down the barrel as a, as a slipper winner. Yep. Uh, time will tell with that one as well. There's a bit of water to go under the bridge. He runs in the, in the um, Rich Inglis race. The Millennium. He's been Millennium. set yep. for. And could it have finished any better? Lost and running added the class to the hunter to make it a serious race now. People will start to target it properly. Yep. And Count de Rupi, by virtue of the fact he was a local, and a serious local, like a local star they can now cheer on for how many years he races. Yeah, and last year we had a local running um, second in this race as well. Yes. So it's nice to nice to have a winner, a local trained winner, local rider as well. Yeah, I think, think it whole... o- yeah, think it over, he ran yeah. third. Yeah. I think it was yeah. a ho- the whole package was he definitely... On, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Did you so see Tommy, Tommy Berry go and put his head into there? Like, enough, he's trying to cut props <laughs> straight for the ride on the horse or not. But he's very close for the Robinsons. Very close. Yeah. He went and put his, put yeah. his head in there and saw Brock can't ever ride him. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so this, this little track, this little track that is your track, you're here every meeting, has produced Jamea and Count de Rupi, as well as Think It Over. Mm. The 12 months those two stables have had, I keep repeating it, but... You, you couldn't have foreseen what was to become of these horses. And all the trainers here say this new track they got, the, is it a pro ride? Or mm-hmm. They say it's just a godsend to them. Mm. They love it. Yeah, so good things coming out, out of the town. And uh, it's good to see some really good horses here. Yeah. Well, Kembla's taken plenty of money. Mm. Uh, we're going to take a break when we come back. More of this Kembla Grange program, the gong meeting from Illawarra. Briadini's trying to pinch it. Think it over. He's trying to repeat his Chomford stake success. He's giving chase. Riadini two in front of Think It Over. Very elegant. She's starting a motor now. Riadini being tackled by Very Elegant. And the Great Bear wins a ninth group one. Home best in the George Main. Handle the truth in front of Arcado chipping in now. It's I handle the truth. Arcado goes to him and got him. Arcado got up to win the Kosios game. Nature Strip at the 300 metres, two lengths clear from his old sparring partner Eduardo giving chase. It's Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Classique legends rattling home. Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Nature Strip kept going. Eduardo. Mask Crusaders jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. 
Eduardo Clear from Gloucester and running. What a way to celebrate the birthday, Eduardo. Eight years today and he wins the Classique Legend Stakes. Beat Gloucester and running. It's Count de Ruby getting a half length on Apache Chase. Then I'm Thunderstruck digging in now. Count de Ruby. I'm Thunderstruck went boom over the top. I'm Thunderstruck got up to win the Golden Eagle. Knocked off Count de Ruby. Well, we should have known something was going on here at Kembla Grange yesterday when the locals took the first race of the day. Uh, it was Brock Ryan, uh, the first of four winners, Teresa Bateup, the first of a double, and the Guru fought hard to win this race when it looked like uh, Shibley was, was going to win. It was, and um, look, another good ride um, by, by Brock. This got him off, and uh, what a terrific day for Teresa Bateup as well. She had a winner at this meeting last year with Monagal and she's had a, three runners there uh, yesterday and come home with two winners. So she's doing a really good job with her little team and, and, and it's the same as Newcastle, you know, the, the Gibbons story and yep. you had a few local trainers winning and that's what it's all about. You've got to get your, well we call it the show off day, your grand final at home. It is. Yep. And that's that what you looked like you had a cold there, didn't you? Yeah. 10 kilos I think between between the two horses. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was yeah. yeah, you know, Shibley's done a great job. Mm. He's just, he's tried to, you know, beat the system, Chris, with him. You know, it was his third benchmark yeah. 78. And obviously well he's got to carry 60 mm. kilos that he's just missed. So he can probably um, go to a, you know, bench, next benchmark up, the 82 or whatever it is, and be competitive. But uh, just a good ride. Five Kingdom went out hard and, and just didn't run the 2,000 metres out. He's got him flying, Matty Dale. Uh, Five Kingdom, lady loves to gamble. She's honest and... Keeps running nice races. I uh, can't say much about the rest. It was just. What did you think of suppression? I want to. I think he's a forgive. I reckon he. Uh, he just didn't cope coming back from no. a mile and a half to two thousand metres. And I think it, it, when he goes back to twenty four hundred, you'll see a much better run from. He couldn't him. get out of his own road, could he? Like no, no, they rode him quiet. Yeah. He, he just lost the speed of the race. Yep. Let's go and hear from Theresa Bateup and also uh, Brock Ryan. Nice way to start the day, it takes a bit of pressure off. What a thrill, on your home track, on your biggest day. Oh, exactly right. And look, and, and with this horse especially, like, um, he, he's always sort of been a, a special horse in the stables. We deliberately went to the sales to buy him because I had the half-sister. The half-sister's now I've kept and she's just had her first foal and in foal again. Uh, I've just recently bought the half-brother. Um, so, yeah, he's been part of the furniture for a long time. He's got plenty of character about him and it's an absolutely fantastic bunch of owners that are on the journey with us. Tell us what you were thinking down the straight. It was anyone's race. You were there. Oh, look, I was watching it with Kerry Parker and even through the run I'm going, he's just getting such a nice run. Uh, you couldn't have hoped to have a better run in transit and in the straight when he peeled across you went, he's right here and then he sort of hits that bit of a flat spot. He, he just keeps grinding and thought the one on the outside might just out sprint him but he, um, to his credit, he knuckled down and when it got into a bit of a dog fight, you sort of, well, it's always confident that he'd dig in for the fight and have a go. It's great to kickstart the gong day like that for Teresa, who's been a massive supporter of mine. Um, yeah, he's a tough little horse. He, he tries hard and um, just everything panned out beautifully in the run today and we got there where it counted. 
Well, the highway yesterday was won by a horse, Point Counterpoint, who travelled all the way down from Armadale. It's a long trip, Stirling Osland train, and Jenny Duggan just keeps chipping away, and, and she's riding winners every Saturday. Every Saturday, if not two winners. Yeah. Um, but look, the uh, inside draws come to the fore here, and early in these first two races, I was going, oh no, I hope this is not going to be the fence all day, but this was the end of that. But uh, they railed up, he was ridden, uh, Jenny put him in a much better position from an inside draw and he, he ran right up to that really good first up run. So he's, he's improved and obviously Sterling does a, a pretty good job with them. Um, Lord de Salamo, now is it, a, is it just unlucky that he's run 13 seconds or he was going to win wasn't he? Yes. You look like it. He got time too Tommy, he got Kermatton. Yeah. yeah, on the way out. On the yeah. way out. But uh, Jenny told me that Sterling said to her, don't hit the front too early on this horse because he can have a think about it. But luckily for him... It was a thinkathon. It was. <laughs> there was two horses that had to think about it. Yeah. So I One that... thought harder than the other. <laughs> I thought that was very interesting, actually. So uh, he looked as though he was going to go straight past him, but... God, he's a frustrating horse. Mm. That's Good. a favourite right on the outside there in the green and white. He got too far back and yeah, had too much too to big do. a job to do. Some deal will win one shortly. Yeah, I, I say the same. Yeah, really nice mare. Mm. Well, let's go on here. Well, uh, uh, Sterling wasn't there, but here's Jenny Duggan again. I think last time, you know, 1,500 first up and a real sticky draw. He had to get back and just, you know, he just no luck sort of thing. And today, from the soft draw, he just had all the favours. And Sterling did warn me. He said if you get exposed early, he'll wait for them. And... He did just that, but to his credit, once Tommy sort of headed me, he fought back, so great effort. He looks like he's in for a terrific preparation off these two runs. Yeah, I think so. Sterling has got him really ticking over super nicely. I mean, to go in 1,500 first up and then sort of train on from that without second up is really good, so kudos to him. Let's go to uh, race number three. This horse, uh, Dragonstone, it only had three starts going into uh, yesterday's race. And he was, for a, for a good five minutes of our broadcast, we just concentrated on him and you all had your views on how he looked, whether he was, whether he looked like a superstar, whether he looked like an ugly duckling. You were enamoured. I, I think he's a lovely horse. But you knew him from early on. Yeah, from his first start. I think I bagged him his first start and yeah. then I learnt quickly. No oil painting. I don't know no. what the story is about how they got him or... Mark no. Newham, uh, when I asked Mark about how does he look today, he said, Great for him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not he's very um, light and delicate, and he when previous preparation, Ronnie explained him really well. He's quite foley looking, mm. but now he does look as though he's filled out into his very small, delicate, athletic frame. But he can gallop. He can he gallop. Can. He's a winner. He puts him ears back, and you know, he's very determined. He's learning what it's all about now too. He's so progressive. He, he put himself in such a good spot. Tyler Scheller. A very lightweight was a big help, I suppose, but he was never ever going to get beaten. Now, once he landed in that spot, I think when the fuel has got a little bit shaky, when we wanted him sitting off all those leaders and they were all scratched, so they took bad luck out of the equation and put him in the 1 1. And once, once that happened, um, well, it was pretty well all over. She's going well, satin ribbons. Um, she might have been just run down by a pretty good horse. They come home in 32.83 here. 32.83. So she, she hardly threw it away, the second mare. Uh, so the winner might be good. What about he's super lucky? He's a really nice horse. He's super lucky. He's a six-year-old. He's only had 12 starts. He's obviously had a lot of issues throughout his career. You see he'll improve a lot um, out of that run. Um, so I thought he did a 
give it more than enough first up if if Amanda can keep him keep him right. He was passed in uh, for sixty five thousand at the classic was he? sale. Yeah. Okay, that's Holbrook the thoroughbred scone. Okay. Well, here's um, here's more on uh, Dragonstone with uh, Mark Newnham and also Tyler Schiller. It was really impressive. I mean, he's a lightly raced horse, obviously talented. Um, he's made mistakes in the past, especially getting out of the gates, but once he jumped well, Tyler gave him a really good ride, and with only 51 kilos on his back, he was going to be very strong, very strong weight. He showed a lovely turn of foot there to gobble him up. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a really promising little horse, and as I said before the race, he's got, he's got a really good turn of foot, which is, you know, you don't get that often. And despite him looking a bit plain, um, and I get in trouble from some of the owners from calling him small and plain, but that's what he is. He ain't small and plain when you watch him work or you watch him race like that. Well, Duff just called him a big, bold, beautiful boy. Well, <laughs> obviously he's tipped him and backed him, <laughs> yeah, and, and it tends to it tends to uh, uh, add a little bit to them. But no, look, he's a promising horse. Tyler gave him a really good ride, and look. Hopefully we sort of, I, I sort of plan to have him third up into the Gosford Guineas at the end of December. Uh, looks a nice little target race for him and um, then maybe give him a little break for the autumn. He's been going enormous at home. Um, the horse that beat Satin Ribbons at, here at Kembla, Coloured Roy, worked with him the other day and he went straight past him so I was pretty confident. When you jumped out the gates you sort of just wanted to keep him in, you know, no trouble, give him a clear passage and you thought the rest would be history? Yeah, we were hoping to follow Miss Jay Fox as it all planned out. It went straight to plan and he just gave me a beautiful feel and when I pulled out the top of the straight he just travelled up like enormous. And is one of the nicest horses you've ridden or what do you think of him going forward? Yeah, he's very progressive and he'll only get further after this. He relaxes beautiful and he's a very professional horse. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get back to Tyler in a moment uh, because he rode 11 to 11 to victory. So, we, you know, we're talking about all the locals. It was a day out for Tyler Schiller. Yeah, he had yesterday. a great day. It was. And he really rode his first Saturday Metropolitan winner uh, recently and now he had his first double. So he got that. He said it was, it's been a long time coming, that first Saturday Metropolitan winner. Mm. And now to get the double straight off the back of that, it should give him some confidence. And the carnival's over. We're coming into that summer period. So it's going to be his time to shine now for sure. Yeah. Did you ever, did, did uh, anyone from Tabcorp offer you to go into that horse? So no, everyone, heavy hitters everyone in there. else has got a, 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 a <laughs> Guernsey in there. Ooh, the winners, <laughs> would have been a big winner's room yesterday. Big name. <laughs> <laughs> there is some big names. <laughs> None of your names, though. No. <laughs> They've got a very good horse, that's what I can say. They're going to have a lot a of fun. Yeah. We're going to take a break when we come back. More of Kembla Grange here on Thoroughbred Weekly. Well, Tommy Berry had run second in the first three races, uh, but he did get a win on the board by the fourth race uh, when Rangers came along for the Snowdens. Yeah, it was a nice return to racing for him. He was first up. He had a nice, easy trial leading into it. He um, raced well at Kembla Grange in the past, and, and the race just set up beautifully for him. So onwards and upwards, he can go through the benchmark system. He's up at the right time of year, handles it wet and dry. So a likeable type of horse, like I said, for this time of year. Ramstein's ready to win the right race. Uh, Maybe a race he could control because he likes to lead and didn't get that opportunity yesterday. El Buena's still got improvement. He's early in his prep as well. And I thought Black Duke disappointed whether 
inside was a little bit off, but when he burst through there, I thought, oh, he's going to go on with it. He's put two together here. The race changed complexion. Very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly, yeah. I asked Robbie and he just said, no, very disappointing. I said, oh, was it maybe because you were on the inside? And no. we were thought the, the track was sort of um, maybe favouring horses off the rail, but that never eventuated, so we were just making excuses for him. Also, Adelaide's light uh, bled from both nostrils, so that's his first time and he has the um, regulatory three months out. Canasta was getting up inside there. He wasn't going to win, but he's going to run a bit, a bit better race and before he got chopped out there as well. So it was an open betting race. There was a few back in the race. Yeah, there were. It was that type of race. I don't think it's a real strong race, but um, the winners come back, come back pretty well. Here's uh, Paul Snowden and Tommy Berry. Certainly turned into a very consistent horse. Um, last preparation, he, he probably had nine, ten runs, and um, there was not one bad run between them. And uh, look, he's certainly done it the hard way here today. He's three deep, no cover, and testament to the horse because um, you know he's still got a lot of a lot of fitness to come uh, within this bloke. And obviously today we, we drew a little bit awkward, but on the map we looked like we were probably going to slot in just behind that leading trio if they went forward, which they did. Obviously James had other thoughts and just kicked us, kicked up underneath us and kept us three deep the entire. But I've got to um, got to give full credit to, to Rangers today. He really, really dug deep. Does this tell you he's in for probably his best prep? Well, the older he's getting, the, the more consistent and the more the polished performances are becoming. So hopefully it's good signs. We're in for a good preparation. And um, you know Tommy didn't panic. Also, it was a great ride. You know he just tries so hard. This guy didn't have the ideal run for Barrier 13, but. Um, there's three points down the straight. I thought I was going to get beat, but he just kept sticking his knee out there. He's actually, he's an awkward horse to ride because he gets his head so low and so flat. But no, nah, they deserved it. Good bunch of owners here today, and um, it was a deserved win. What was all that swirling of the arm? Was he trying to wind someone up or something? Yes, yeah. He was telling Paul to hurry up. Hurry up, yeah. He wanted to he get on. He often does that. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to He's get. Like, he wants on. to get on air. Yeah. yeah. We, we all know he loves the. We all know he loves <laughs> Love the, the camera. camera. <laughs> well, and he hadn't been on for the three prior races because he kept running second, <laughs> and there was more to come. I think he even popped up in a couple of post-race interviews throughout the day as well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. He needed to get back into that room with all the big boys. <laughs> And, he, hasn't, um, he hasn't been allowed to mix with many people lately. The jockeys have been all locked away. Right. So well, actually, he moved out of home so that the kids and Shani could get on with their life and, and he was protected from possibly getting COVID, so he got... That's a great excuse. He got locked away. <laughs> That's a wonderful excuse. He was doing, He's such a good guy, isn't he? He moved out and left his wife with four kids. <laughs> <laughs> She's a saint, that what woman. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, where are we up to? Oh, okay. uh, Queen Bellissimo. Let's go to the fifth of the day. Queen Bellissimo. Now, this, another good story. This was Alicia Collett's first Saturday winner. Yes. In Sydney. Her. Won't be her last as well. No, no she um, rated her beautifully. Things fell into place when Selba Rose missed the start. And it's not like her to miss the start. But she just, um, they, just went on the back foot at the start. So this gives this filly or mare, um, a, a lovely soft lead and away she went. So it went from a pretty quick race to a moderate race. They went quick enough. But you must say, you know, she's only, this is only her sixth start. She's won four of them now. So she slipped the system a little bit and she might be, she might be pretty good. She might be pretty good. The horse I want to follow out of the day is Incredulous Dream. Mm. I just don't think it's set up with the speed for her. She was only first up. I want to back her when she gets to 1400. I quite like her. Nikki Swing was okay. Exotic Ruby was okay. Uh, Selberus is a forgive. But, geez, I don't know whether anything would have beat the winner anyway, the way she went. Went like a rocket.
It's the only uh, horse that Brad has of Jerry's. Uh, Queen Bellissimo, Brad Whittup, the winning trainer, and Alicia Collett, the winning rider. Well, I spoke to Luke McDonald this morning. He said, you won't lead. I said, oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, it worked out really well for us. And, um, you know, she's been going terrific. Uh, Alicia rides her really well, and it's a good reward for her. With a record like that, you're going to aim at perhaps something a little bit higher? Yeah, I, I, look, um, good to get that win on the board today. And we'll just have a look at it. I don't want to go aim too high just yet. Uh, I think she's still learning, still got a way to go, but um, she's very tough and, you know, to dominate a race like that, first up's a great effort. And is that the best way to ride her, if she was allowed to do that? I think so. Look, um, she's getting better, she's maturing, but, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, eventually she will be able to take a sit, but I, I think she's got to learn a bit more, but she's going the right way. Yeah, look, she's a really honest little horse. She's very, very quirky, your typical sort of chestnut filly. Riding her, obviously, when I won her first race on her three back, she, she was doing a lot wrong. She was over racing and she's really putting it all together. And I'm just really happy for Brad and the team that they get a win, winner on, you know, with her on a Saturday because it's well deserved. And she loved that week track today. It wasn't much of a concern. It was just what the pressure was going to be like. And we had a little picnic out there, so it was great. Yeah, an absolute picnic. And it just shows when she has her own way up in front, she's got a fantastic turn of foot. What I enjoyed is there was a horse out wide of Wallace that come across and it pressurised her a little bit. And she didn't crack today. She stuck to her lovely rhythm and kept breathing. So it was really good. OK, well, Tommy ran second in that race and he ran second in the next as well uh, on Traves. The winner was uh, Divine Breath and this is the second leg of the winning double for Teresa Badeup, the uh, next winner for Brock Ryan in the string of four in the day. This horse was coming out of uh, running third in the four pillars, Divine Breath. Yeah, that, that race has stacked up well mm. as, also as far as um, there's some nice horses coming out of it and this mare's one of them. Uh, she's only relatively lightly raced as well and another one... You know, Brock's had a two of Brock's winners yesterday. They drew right off the track, and he, he he gave them beautiful rides, I must say. So she was probably set for this meeting, and um, they got the result. She's she's finished off really, really well. You know, I don't know what to say about the rest, really. I was very disappointed with Easy Kempeasy. Never again him for me. Travest, he's got that high head action. Now, what did Tommy say? They put the, the, You put that nose roll, that shadow roll on, to lower their head. He actually got his head higher. Yeah. Well, they put it on last start. Uh, that was the first time they put it on. Well, his first up run. I, I just think it's him. I don't think you're going to get mm. his head down. No, I think, I think that's it's just just, him. just the way his action is. But they are trying to teach him to level out and reach for the line instead of sort of floating with your head up in the air because obviously you're not going to get very far doing that. But when you see him walking around the yard, he has his head sort of half cocked around. Mm. It's just his natural action. I don't think you're going to change it. Yeah, he's a lean, funny shape sort of a horse, mm. isn't he? He's a, he's a lean, light sort of a horse. So maybe it's just him. Um, high baller was good for a first upper that's eligible for much easier races there. So all uh, full credit to the winner. Um, well placed, set up. Got the result. Good ride. Good training performance. Yep. They were just showing off from here on in. Yep. Brock Ryan and uh, Teresa Bate up here. They are. She's always a filly that's shown a lot of ability, and we keep raising the bar, and she keeps stepping up. Uh, the effort in the four pillars was fantastic, and I've got to thank Scott and Fleur and the, the team behind them again for selecting us for the four pillars. Uh, it was a fantastic day out and a fantastic concept by Racing New South Wales, and as are these midways. Uh, like as provincial trainers, we were sort of getting left in the wilderness there for a while and scratching our heads what to do. And these have been a fantastic innovation and be able to win one, especially here on your home track. And with this filly, an another one with a fantastic group of owners, uh, Mike Manbretta, 
Um, I bought her at Stone Yearling Sale, who retained a share. Um, a lot of the Monigal owners, you know, plus a few extras. Uh, so another really fantastic group of owners that are just a pleasure to deal with and you love training winners for them. She's only a little filly and when I drew barrier 18 before scratchings I was shaking my head thinking she's going to be no oat. But um, yeah, look, she bounced well, just slotted in midfield, ended up getting one off for most part of the race and just coming to the 600, she's going so well and I didn't want to expose her that early but I just had to otherwise I was going to be clipping heels and probably get pocketed and um, yeah, she just let down like a rocket, hit the front too soon and pricked the ears but she still got away with it. And he still had the, uh, the gong to come, that young boy. Uh, we're going to take a break. We've still got more to come, including the new race, the $300,000 1,000-metre sprint, the Warra. That's next on Thoroughbred Weekly. Well, this is his time of the year, 11-11. Greg Hickman train, Tyler Schiller, second leg of the winning double. He's uh, headed towards the Gold Coast to try and win his third Magic Millions. He'll do that via a race at Ramwick, the Razor Sharp. But 11-11, too good for them in the new $300,000 1,000-metre Lawara. Yep, and makes it four for four at the track and mm. distance as well. So he's a very versatile horse. He's been a great money spinner winning those races. As you know, he's, he's earned a heap of prize money now, $2.3 million or something. But like I say, from 1,000 to 1,400, wet or dry, can adapt to tempo. Um, so it just ticks so many boxes. Um, they were often gone here, and it take took him a while to warm up, probably because he'd had an 1,100 lead up, and he had to come back to 1,000 metres. But it's set up well for him. He looked all over a winner when he burst her on the inside, the favourite Malkovich. That's three seconds, well, three placings in a row now. Uh, so he needs to just find the right race. I don't know where... I thought he was completely gone, Wisdom of Water, but he's, he's pulled a run out there, suggesting that he might be back on track. Space Boy did a bit of work and did his thing, but uh, obviously the best horse in the race. Yep. He's, he's got a massive stride on him, he has. When he yeah. hits top gear, I tell you what, he goes through a brick wall for you. No, he's a ripper. Four for four, track and distance as well, yeah, which is, nice. you know, in hindsight. But he was in the wilderness a little bit last preparation, but it looks like he's returned and just in time. Uh, razor sharp, I believe, mm -hmm. will be his next run. And then hopefully a tilt at the Gold Coast, which is mm. his third year running yeah. at the Gold Coast. He, he comes good in summer. Yeah. yeah. This is his time. Well, that's what they set him for. That's when the big money is. Mm. He's, well, you he's... do too, don't you? Yeah. We all do. <laughs> we all do. Ronnie tries to get two summers in. That's right. One in the Southern Hemisphere, one in the Northern Hemisphere. You should um, try it. Here's, um, here's uh, Greg Hickman and Tyler Schiller. Look, I couldn't find him in the run. He was a bit back and uh, I just thought the, the leaders were up and gone and didn't think that would happen. What is it about this time of the year? He certainly does come good over the leading into the summer and over the summer months. Yeah, I don't know what it is, Greg. Um, he's just done it the last couple of years and... As everyone's seen the other day, he looks super, the horse at the moment. He's very happy in himself and uh, he's just going the right way. And you're going to the Gold Coast with him now? No, well, I would like to... Um, yeah, good on you. I'd like to win a 1,200-metre race for fortnight at Ramwick. Right. And then go? Then go to Queensland. Right. I didn't, I just, mean, I didn't I just, mean go immediately. I mean, that's where, yeah, you, no, that's where you'll end up. Well, you know, I mean, million-dollar race. It's good prize money. He's won it twice up there, so why wouldn't you? So what's coming up? Is it the Razor Sharp? That's it. Can't thank my boss, Mark Unum, enough. And also Mr Hickman. I've written a tiny bit of work for him lately, and he's, he's given me a 
big winner already, so I can't thank him enough. You only just recently got your first Saturday Metro winner on the board, so to get this uh, milestone on your CV, it must be quite special for you. Yeah, it definitely feels good <laughs> winning two races on a Saturday. It was hard enough to get the first one, and to go on and get a double today is really special. Talk to us about this horse. He's got a, a fantastic turn of foot, but they were scooting along early. They were humming, humming along early, and I thought that I was getting a bit panicky out the back there, thinking I was too far back, but he just kept tracking into it, and when I got him into clear running, he just showed an enormous turn of speed and ran him down pretty comfortably in the end. Uh, track by this stage was uh, downgraded to a soft seven. Before we move on to uh, race number nine, just, just on the track, we had so much rain during the races. It had poured, it poured as they were going out, it poured all the way through the race. Um, we were comfortable with a five, it was almost bordering on a four early, and then it could have deteriorated to a heavy nine in the matter of a, a 30 minute period. But it didn't. It shocked me. I thought mm, we'd we'll be, we'll be off by as soon as we got rain for two races. I thought this is going to be heavy. Well, we lost men here last Sunday. It might have been yeah. a blessing. So it might I think that was a blessing, disguise. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I spoke to David about it and he said he doesn't like losing meetings, no. but in hindsight probably was a yes. blessing that they lost that meeting and they were able to prepare the track in the best way they possibly could and I thought it raced brilliantly. Yeah, but, I was shocked that it didn't fall apart more. Yeah, I, I think everyone too. was waiting for that downgrade, but the, the times weren't backing it up, so no. they couldn't downgrade. Yeah. No way in the world. A couple of the jockeys said that they thought it was more a four than a five mm. to start with. To start with, mm. you know, mm. more that it was obviously you know the correct reading, but it was racing more like a four than a five. Well, he's a very good track curator, and he should know this track back to front because how long has he been here, Wayne Dave Anderson? Oh. For as long as I can, long, long I can't. Time. I can't remember the previous track manager. It's a long time. Baby's track too. Don't ever say it. anything about the track. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're wrapping it now, because yeah, right. he provided a beautiful breakfast for us this morning. Two years ago, he couldn't make a cup of coffee, you know. <laughs> oh. we've, edu we've educated him. Now he makes a beautiful cup of coffee. Oh, well, no. he was a... No, actually, he hasn't turned up this morning, because no. uh, he's a very proud man. No, he did. <laughs> I, way, way I, was, I must admit, when the rain was forecast, I, was, I wasn't very no. excited about how the track mm. was going to play, but I was... I think it was very even, and as I said at the start of the show, the, the horses that we were expecting to win, the you know sort of like the four that were in the races that mm. had chances, either one of those was winning. So the form worked out, and that's yeah. all punters won. Yep, yeah. well done, well done. So uh, we got to a soft seven by race nine late in the day after plenty of rain had fallen. So down to a soft seven at worst, race nine, and here's Steely winning for Gerald and Sterling, and also Josh Parr. This horse was runner-up. Uh, narrowly in the Goldman Cup behind Al Mahaha. There he is in front coming towards the home turn. Yeah, he's a tough customer, isn't he? He's a, a nice horse. He's got a terrific uh, winning strike rate. So, you know, uh, Gerald can maybe get into a Villiers lightweight Villiers chance. I don't know. I don't know how the makeup of that field's going to shape up. That's what he's heading okay. at this stage. Okay, so equation, he's obviously a wet tracker. Um, uh, we expected a lot more from him in this preparation, but he did lift when he once he got the soft ground here. So um, Annabelle will be looking for you know, softer tracks with him in the, in the near future with a little bit of confidence. King's Air, nice and fresh, ran well with not much desire, and the same with Lackeen. Um, Zuchak just didn't run the mile out after having his chance, but uh, yeah, he's a good horse, the winner. He, he just keeps winning and getting the job done. Yep. Nothing more to add? No, a couple to... of disappointing runs there, but um, by this time, 
I don't think anyone knew where the best part of the track was going to be. Yeah. Well, I was disappointed in Wheelhouse. I thought he, yeah. he, he was entitled to... When he loomed up there, I thought he was going to go on with the job. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we've got to be a little forgiving late in the day once, the, you know, that rain kept falling. Yep. The, from about, you know, the last couple of races were um, like well into the seven range. Mm. Here's uh, Josh Parr and Gerald Ryan. He's going good. He, he's also always had a lot of time for, but he... He, he was a very culty cult and then he had a throat operation and one preparation last year we took him to we come here and ran second, then Mwanga beat him at Newcastle and then John O'Shea's um, champion stakes winner beat him here. And then but when he came back last prep he just went on and on, you know, and the aim this time was to aim him at the gong and uh, he was number twenty-one, so um, with 52 on his back, he might have been a chance in it. Actually, four from four on this horse now, so he, he uh, we seem to, to bond very well. Why? Uh, I wish I had the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, he's a progressive horse, he really is, and he obviously, conditions suited him, he likes the, the soft ground. He showed really good gate speed today, Lizzie. I, I took advantage of that and travelled on speed. He showed a nice turn of foot at the top of the, the straight. I, I must admit, I was on, he was on very tired legs the last 50 but his uh, desire got him home. OK, so maybe it was Dragonstone earlier in the day and this horse, Dynamic Impact, that might be potentially these horses that are going to race through the grades because uh, Bjorn, Bjorn, when we get to his interview, talked this guy up quite a bit. He, he's quite a, very, very impressive for the second time now, this prep. I think he's a good horse. Uh, he's never been on my radar, I must say. And then I, I mean, what he did first up went, wow, what, what happened there? And to do this, um, you know, there, there is a good chance he's he's a good horse. I know he didn't beat much, but he he, he, beat, he owned it. Spot we didn't think he could no. put himself there yesterday. Well, he, he's explosive. No, he went from winning a, a fast race from the back to just owning this race, um, and well, his wet form was like that, yeah. and and uh, no, I like him. Oh, I think he's good. Second horse. up, what form wasn't? Good in the past, so he's, he's excelled himself. Yeah, James McDonald. I asked him off camera. Often, off ask the jocks, you know, when I'm waiting to interview off the record. him. Yeah, not off the record. <laughs> just ask them, what do you, you know, what do you think? And he was, he was very impressed. He said, he's, I think he's quite a nice horse moving forward. So, mm. he obviously gave him a terrific feel, and then the fact that you like him as well, and, and Bjorn gave him a, a good push, and he does move really nicely. Mm. Each one of his wins that we've seen this preparation from back or from midfield where he was yesterday, he looks as though he moves and finds the line really well. So mm. he's one to follow. Mm. Last race, Bjorn. Again. 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 We keep saying it. Is that, is that how you're going to do your form? Okay, Bjorn, yeah. last What's race. <laughs> What's he got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, here he, here he is, the most excitable, uh, Bjorn Baker and James McDonald. He's worked out pretty well and uh, he's a, a very promising horse. Uh, so he, he's just gone from strength to strength and I thought he uh, he could win today. I thought with the wet track might be a bit questionable but it was a good effort. He, he just sort of had to cover a bit of ground and was strong. He's only a, what, he's a 70 going into today. Yeah, he's really well rated and I've even thinking about the Magic Mullions and possible, possible uh, better races going forward. So, no, he's, he's very well... Uh, Waited. He, he, I've been not say too much. You might not be on Monday. Yeah, the handicappers <laughs> will say there, cop this. <laughs> so uh, no, thrilled for him. Thrilled for the owners too. Great ownership group. They're being patient with him. Of course, Dennis Yops colours. He's been a great supporter since I got over here. So yep. thanks, Dennis.
And you got McDonald back into form too at the end of the well, day. Well, I said to him, geez, I said, mate, I need a win. He said, so do I. I said, mate, I've got to put up with Greg Hickman on Monday. It's going to be a disaster. Give me something. So at least I'll be able to relax a bit. Nice horse too. He's showed a really good turn of foot, especially on that ground. But um, we were mindful to keep him into the best part of the ground. And, Wish I was there more often. <laughs> it's, been, um, it's been a terrific day. I know you're used to getting a lot more winners than you did, but it's nice to see the locals and Brock, who oh. I'm sure you've been admiring not riding a, so well. Not only has he ridden, he's ridden so well today, and um, it's a credit to him because he's obviously a really good horse in a really big race, and he just performed um, beyond expectations, to be fair, and he just put it in the best spot, gave it the best ride, and um, well done to everyone because uh, obviously winning your... The big race on there on your home deck is very special, and um, yeah, it's a credit to everyone. Uh, and Lizzie, there wouldn't have been a better way to end the day than McDonald giving Brock Ryan a rap, but it, it just felt strange that he like James is only 29. Yeah, and Bro <laughs> Brock's 27. 27. Yeah, <laughs> is he? There's yeah. two years apart. Yeah. But but McDonald's become such a superstar. To give a rap to Brock like that, it was a lovely way to end the day. Yeah, it was. Well, I, I was speaking to him uh, in the scales area before. We, we were all sort of huddled in there speaking to him prior to the race. And he said, oh, geez, he's a good horse. And, you know, um, that's so good for, for Luke and Robert. And I think everyone is just thrilled for each of these jockeys that get their... their their opportunity yep. to shine. Yep. And I'm sure, you know, you know, James is... he's feeling pretty happy with himself yeah. he's won a lot of races over yeah. the well he's he's just been had yeah. an amazing run well you, you don't we don't get to see it because it happens be, uh, way off from the cameras uh, but when Jimmy Innes won the Doncaster the delight from all the other jockeys I remember when Robbie Dolan won his first script when I f followed them down the tunnel and every jockey come out they were so delighted yeah. for their fellow riders when something big happens in their life like that they're they are close near they have their blues and their competitors but they're close I think it's more so the, the there's encouragement amongst the younger ones yes. to you know encourage them to because they know what a tough game it is so yeah. they encourage them I mean obviously they're very competitive at that top level well the ones who are competing week after week for the group one rides but the encouragement of the younger generation so the Robbie I say the younger just where they are in their career younger wise the Robbie Dolans the Brock Ryans the Jimmy Ennises you know the, the ones who are coming through the ranks who need to win these group ones mm -hmm. to gain rides and be thought of as a top you know wait for age group one yeah. Uh, winning rider. Yeah, and these young men, and they're still young men, like the Berries and the McDonalds, they got that from the Cassidy's and the bosses. Yep. And that. Who, who I remember you, you were telling a story yesterday about Jack Thompson, who, who, would, who would give you encouragement as an apprentice. Well, uh, yeah, he's come to the end of his career, when obviously when yeah. Ronnie and I were riding, but mm. um, if, you, if you took you under his wing, you really appreciated it. Like, I tried to get out of a pocket one day and everyone knew how his elbows used to be, and he knocked me off horse trying to put me back mm. in. You ever do that again, son? You're going on the ground. <laughs> so, sorry, Mr. Thompson, but then he took me under his wing and he he said, uh, "Whenever you do anything, he says this is what I do: um, you start right, you finish right." Mm. So now I pull my 
right shoe on first. I put my leg in my, yeah. the right side in my pants and all that. You start right, just, you yeah. finish right. You start right, you finish right. I remember he grabbed me, Jack Thompson, we're on again, and it was obviously late. He, he was coming to the end of it. I had my first ride at Randwick, the slowest horse you've ever seen. I was seven lengths last, and I went to the fence and I heard this crash, 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 crash. He was behind me. It was a slower one behind me, and I put him <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> you put him over the fence? He, he stayed on his feet. Yeah, yeah. And he grabbed me, and um, he, he took me under his wing yeah. as well, and he, he went round to his place and said, I've got something for you. Give me a lead vest, because I was only a little fella. And I had to ride wow. in this lead vest to keep the weight over there. <laughs> and the day I come out of my apprenticeship, he, he rung me and said, I want that lead vest back. I want to give it to another boy. Oh, They're really? barred now. You're yeah, not allowed yeah. to wear them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. he, he always wow. thought of the young apprentices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you Kerry, showed him the respect. He, he, he was quite yeah, good. Yeah, Kerry McAvoy is a, a good mentor for a lot of the mm -hmm. younger jockeys as well. He's always giving them advice. Well, when we were growing up, it would have been Ronnie Quinton, wouldn't it? He was the bloke everyone looked well, up to. I never used to tell you too much. No, but, too yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell you enough. Yeah, they're younger now. You don't remember that. <laughs> All right, that's it. You can have an early mark. Yeah, thanks. Do you know who my mentors are? Munzee and these two. Oh, <laughs> no. Good luck with that. <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Aren't we doing a great job? <laughs> She'd become a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants a picture taken with her. I know. It's been a long time to become an overnight <laughs> success, hasn't it? She's <laughs> even got that. Oh, now you're best friends with Alexander the Great. Yes. Oh, yeah. New yeah. mates on Instagram. New mates, or something. yeah. I UFC could be my next foray. Mm. You never know. Who are you tipping in this one? He'd come over and say. <laughs> yeah. And then off he'd go on the phone. He had a couple of good bets yesterday. Yeah. Turnover was up. Uh, you can have an early mark too. Great working with Thank you. you. It's been great having us down here and yep. showing your wares to the people in the gong. See you soon. Very soon. See Thanks you next week. Thank you very much. We're going to take a break. When we come back, um, highlights from Ballarat Cup Day. We'll go to uh, Maxie up there at the Sunshine Coast. And Darren McCauley is going to join us from Perth was another big day for Pike in the West with the Railway Stakes meeting. Epic centre at the 250 with Cusack. Fly nice, a length and a half away, full bore, and cover star down the middle of the track. It's Epic centre, Cusack. On the outer, cover star still trying to get there. Cusack got its head in front of cover star. Cusack holding on, cover star makes a lunge. I think Cusack just beat cover star. Thought of that at the 250. Goes for home in the Ballarat Cup. A length and a half, Zaydani, Yonkers, Vanagirl, and Skyman. Thought of that's got plenty of company trying to fend off Zaydani, Yonkers and Vanagirl lifting, stripped across the track. Zaydani up on the inside, scraping paint at Yonkers. Zaydani, Zaydani beat Yonkers and Vanagirl. But a blonde in front. Here's Easy Single striking the front now. Ranting and glistening still there. Easy Single approaching the 100. Ranting trying hard and Aqua Girl in the middle. Easy Single and Aqua Girl stride for stride. Aqua Girl. Aqua Girl, I reckon, has beaten Easy Single and Ranting for fourth possibly starry legend not far away transplant butter blonde from glistening never say no. okay for people who like quirky things ronnie's just been uh, alerted on text to a, a, a just a phenomenon that happened there yesterday <laughs> yeah. at Kimberley we Range. all missed it we all missed it race race five at Kimberley yesterday was won by number 11. Yep. race six yesterday at Kimberley was won by number 11. <laughs> race seven Yesterday was won by a horse called 11-11. Exactly. Four 11s in a row. I wonder if Maxie's got any quirkiness up there at the Sunshine Coast. Here he is at that meeting yesterday. 
We had a wonderful day's racing yesterday at the Sunshine Coast for the first day of the Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. It was weather fine, track good. We started out in the four range, but they were returning pretty quick time, so the stewards went up to a good three, and it did pay to be handy to the leaders. Opening event on the card was over the 1,000 metres for the two-year-olds. Quite a few Magic Millions aspirants lined up here, including the heavily backed favourite called Honey Pop, trained by Tony Gollan. She'd been trialling up a storm and putters really settled on her. Unfortunately, everything went pear-shaped at the start. She reared when the starter hit the go button and all of a sudden Honey Pot was five lengths behind the second last horse. On the other hand, Rose of Shiraz bounced the gates quickly from the inside and was able to establish the lead. Rose of Shiraz the inside, Invinovich between them, Sneaky Starter. Sneaky Starter, Rose of Shiraz, Invinovich and Fearless Knight flashing late, a big finish, but I think Rose of Shiraz will hold on. So it ended up turning out a blanket finish, but Rose of Shiraz did everything right there, went straight to the lead and managed to get the money. Uh, written by Anthony Allen for Gillian Heinrich. It's always good uh, to see Gillian with a nice two-year-old. And this filly by, by the side of Deep Field will now head towards the Magic Million. So she's got a bit of prize money in the kick. Uh, the horse that ran fifth there, Honey Pot, did an extraordinary job under the circumstances. She only checked in fifth, but in the wash-up, she was only beaten around about a half length. Let's head to the first of the highlights, though, from the sunny coast yesterday. It was the Swiss ace played over the flying thousand metres. And being on pace-ish yesterday, punters were all over Zoo Style, who was first up for 14 months. Zoo Style the leader, the move a length and a half away, totally charmed, shooting for gold, make round down the outside. Zoo Style still in front, though, near the line. He's back. Zoo Style. Zoo Style's won brilliantly from totally charmed, shooting for gold, the move. Well, that was an absolute pleasure to watch. Uh, he remains unbeaten here in Queensland, Zoo Style. He's had a lot of health problems over the past two years and it's great that they've been able to get him back into winning form again and he as soon as the gates opened he went straight to the lead was able to control things there and he's run sensational time a new track record 55.80 and his final 400 meter run up the straight in 21.55 so zoo style is back hopefully better than ever, and hopefully he holds together. Now, Tony Gollum wanted to get him back home. He's going to analyse him over the next couple of days, see how he is. He doesn't have a program mapped out for him, but he did mention the George Moore, perhaps a possibility at Doombin on Saturday week. And now to the Malula Bar Cup over 1,800 metres. Putters were with the big fellow here, Ligulate, but there was good support for the local galloper, Wapiti. Wapati now the leader, but here's Ligulate on the outside. Wapati and Ligulate. Wapati, Ligulate. Wapati the leader from Ligulate. Wapati's in front. Wapati's one for Jack. Defeats Ligulate. So the two best supported runners fought out the finish in the Malula Bar Cup. And the Jack Duncan trained Wapati, recent winner of the Toowoomba Cup, was able to score in the hands of Taylor Marshall, who's developing a really good association with this horse. So Wapati has now won two feature mile races here as a three-year-old he won the Winx Guineas over 1600 meters he had a four kilo pull in the weights over Ligulate and that probably told over the final part we've got more great racing coming your way as the carnival continues this coming Saturday it's the Tattersall's race meeting recognition stakes the highlight coming up at the Gold Coast we'll see you then
Okay, Darren McCauley's about to join us, but first, here is a replay of yesterday's Group 1 Railway Stakes from Perth. Field set ready to go and racing as well. And the first to get going, Dance Music. Massimo left the gates cleanly. Pike had Western Empire up there in the first four early on as the speed slows too close. The sun pushing up underneath of the favour. Outside of those, Comfort Me, they settle down a length and a half in front from Dig Deep. Back there on the outside with Kiss on all four cheeks. Coming across from Deep Out, Valor Road at the 1200. Captain Chaos settling in the back half with Notorious One, followed by Son of Bacchus Platoon, KC, Naughty by Nature. Then tell him we're coming last. Last of all is the Velvet King. Down the riverside, 9.50 metres out the leader, Massimo. Led by a length over the mare, Dance Music. Back on the inside, too close the sun. Gee, getting a great run up there. Comfort me, fourth being stalked by the raging favourite, Western Empire. He's got the mare, Kiss on all four cheeks, tucked up on his inside with a length away, Valor Road. Over on the outside of Dig Deep, back on the fence, Notorious One. A little over a length behind those, then Captain Chaos is back there with Son of Bacchus ridden along, so's K. See platoon, they're all off the bridle back there in the field. Naughty by nature, tell them we're coming. Stone Motherless last is the Velvet King. Up to the turn they come, Massimo straighten for home. Only a half a length over Little Dance Music, about to lay down the gauntlet. Here comes the ominous shadow of Western Empire, letting loose on the outside of Comfort Me. Pike's hardly flinched, 150 left to go, and the hot pot storms up, grab the lead. This is all over, it's all over, bar the shouting. The Empire reigns supreme. Western Empire won it by four. Second home, comfort me. Kiss on all four cheeks. Third ahead of Notorious. One, two, close the sun. Bella Road for two. The shortest priced favourite in railway stakes history. Can you believe it? What a horse he is. Darren McCauley is joining us live from Perth. Tell us all about this Western Empire. We all, we all know about Pike. We all know about Bob Peters and Grant Nalana. What about this next star they've got, Darren? Good morning. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, team. And uh, it certainly was an exciting day, wasn't it, out there yesterday? Western Empire, there were no great shocks there. He did go around as the hottest favourite there in the history of the railway stakes, as far as we could tell. Not since probably Asian Bow back in 1979, when he went around $1.90. But at $1.65, Western Empire certainly lived up to all the expectations that were held of him. And what a record he's now building. He hasn't been beaten since taking out the Piper Stakes. As a three-year-old, he won the Piper, the Roberts, the Melvista, the Derby. He's back first up with an Asian bow, Blitzkrieg, and then a walk in the park in the Railway Stakes. Greg, I think that he is the next budding wait-for-age star, probably, to come out of this state and head to the east. But first things first, he, he is by far and away the horse to beat in the Kingston town in a couple of weeks. Can they beat him in that? Is there, uh, maybe the, uh, the filly who won the uh, Guineas yesterday, but he stands head and, head and shoulders above the rest. He'll, he'll be just as short in the Kingston town, won't he? Well, the market at the moment has Western Power, at, uh, Western Empire, I should say, at $2.50, uh, Treasure Star $4.20, and then Regal Power at $7. Now, Regal Power, a railway stakes winner himself, of course, a star when he went to Victoria, uh, he bypassed the railway yesterday there. But Bob Peters didn't want to get him under handicap conditions and keep him to wait for age. And so he tiptoed around the railway stakes, electing to go there with Western Empire, his only runner there in the race this year. Treasured star, of course, winning the Sky Racing Guineas, the uh, race that preceded it. And she won very comfortably herself. So she'll get in with 50 kilos. Um, and you've got 
Western Empire with 58 and a half kilos there for Regal Power. So the decision will be up now for Willie Pike as to which way he'll go. Of course, he did punch home five winners yesterday, including uh, Treasured Star. And, and the, the indications are post-race in an interview that Willie did with Jules Santarelli was that at this point, given the hype of the day at the moment, that he thought that it might have been Western Empire. But he has got right down and ridden the winner of the Kingston Town twice with the 50 kilos and another couple of fillies also that had been beaten carrying the same weight. So it's by no means a lock that he would be riding Western Empire at this stage. It would, I think, really depend on how these horses have pulled up after yesterday's performances. Yep, and the market will react as soon as uh, Pike makes his uh, decision. Here he is after the race and also Bob Peters. You know, it's a very, very hard race to win. I've always said that. It took us a long time to win our first one and then a long time to win the second one. And then uh, we seem to have uh, got the knack of it the last couple of years, so it's good. How good could this horse be? Uh, it's hard to tell, you know. We don't know. It's... He'll obviously, if he goes forward, he's got to meet uh, the opposition at uh, worse weights than what he did today, but uh, he did it quite well. Were you comfortable during running th and uh, throughout? Yes, yeah, so I had a talk to William before the race and uh, we just decided it was best try to not get caught up on the fence and be a bit closer and it all worked out very well. Congratulations. You got a good run through. Of course, I knew I had the horse to get the job done and... I thought if there's only one weak link, it'd be me. And I had nerves of steel. But uh, look, fantastic horse. I get great opportunities. Oh, the horse is in the zone. The stable's training so well. I oh, know, it's a pleasure. I think this time last year, it was autumn, like uh, last year, you came across and had to quarantine and then you jumped on him in a Mel Vista or a Derby. He's gone to a new level now. What's the difference between him as a three-year-old and a four-year-old? Uh, probably just his attitude. He's always pretty uh, up and about. But he's sort of, he's come our way a bit and, he, and he's come to hand and he lets us sort of apply himself better, uh, if that makes sense. Before he did it a little bit his way and at times it was scary, but uh, now it's uh, scary good. You have to deal with all this, all the publicity, all the punters that know your name. Jet and Aspen are getting a bit older now. What do they think about Dad being so popular? Oh, I'm not too sure. I, I think um, the good thing about kids is they love you no matter what. You come home, you get a cuddle and a hug. Doesn't matter how good or bad your day's been, um, they're always there and give you a hug no matter what. Well, it was his day yet again, uh, not surprising. Uh, we had Treasured Star win the previous race for the railway, the WA Guineas, and this has been a, a great guide to the Kingston Town in the past. A good filly, right down on the, on the bottom of the weights, Darren, can, can win a Kingston Town, uh, depending on who's in there, and Western Empire looks pretty good, but so does she. Very, very good filly, Greg. She got involved in a train wreck and... Pike, he did attribute the defeat that day completely to his ride. He admonished himself publicly over the way that he rode her in the Burgess Queen. Now, she's not the best-legged horse. She's got legs like a billiard table, this filly, and uh, she's got some talent, of course, that can override that. But um, Pike made no mistake about things yesterday. He wanted to keep her in open air, make sure that she had opportunity to really flow into a stride and be able to produce her very best because we didn't get to see that a few weeks ago in the Burgess Queen Stakes. And right after the race, of course, we did catch up once again with the dynamic duo, Bob Peters and the Wizard. Oh, well, I held her back from the um, champion fillies with, you know, if she was as good as what people thought, then, you know, she could probably get 
two races and obviously this one and maybe she can look at the next one if she pulls up well. Just tell us the reasoning behind bypassing the champion fillies. Obviously it was just seven days ago. Well, she had the other runs and um, she was, you know, I didn't think she was a big, strong, you know, robust filly and there was probably only about three runs in her and so uh, it's worked out well. There's no fear of her over racing. She's very calm, almost too calm. Uh, and look, she's got wonderful ability and I, I just can't wait to see what she comes back like. I can imagine the next question is always going to be, how does she feel about getting to 1800? Because for all of us, the next logical step for her would be a Kingston town. I think the distance would be no worry. Um, it's just up to the team whether they think they can get her there. Yeah, Pike's probably thinking, yeah, she'd be a great ride in the Kingston town. Then yeah. 35 minutes later, he's <laughs> riding this next horse. That, uh, that Western Empire is something special. Mm. I think he like, lays claim to being maybe one of the best horses in Australia. You'd love to see him over east in the autumn. OK, and Grant and Elena Williams, tremendous horse people for what they've done. Uh, a big double for them yesterday. Pike rides five. Let's have a look at the other uh, races that were uh, features there yesterday, Darren, starting with the, uh, the Placid Arc Stakes and Flying Missile. Rivet Up was the one that they backed and scooted for home. Kicked away from Man Crush, the eventual winner. The horse outside of it in the lilac colours has left the building now. He'd run a terrific trial there, and I think he might be one to keep following them. The one that runs fourth, all the King's men really got busy late in the race. I didn't mind his run, but it was the benefit of having had a start. Man Crush, trained by Luke Fernie, that just got over the top of Rivet Up and also left the building. Left the building, as you can see, wobbling up the track there. He's a bit raw and green. He's an exceed and excel colt. But I do tend to think that after maybe one more run or even going to the paddock, now coming back into the autumn, have a look for him as a horse to follow. But as I say, out of that race, they're not a, not a great lineup, probably as a collective. However, I do think also the horse that ran fourth, all the King's men, was a pretty encouraging start to his racing career. Yes, that was man crushing the crystal slipper. Now we get to the Placid Arc, and here is uh, Flying Missile. Well, they turned for home, and Chris Parnham had Flying Missile about to tackle the leader, Ponyo, and uh, then Lewa back there with the white cap behind them in the Emirates Park colours, just trying to bullock her way through some heavy congestion with Pat Carberry. He sees half a run right in front of him. Parnham's gone for home at this stage of the race. Lewa keeps on coming, flying missile desperately, ridden by Chris Parnham, who booted three winners home there yesterday. Just clings on. You can see that there's not a lot of room for Pat Carberry to go through in the head-on. There's that gap just opening up now. She was coming back to 1,200. She needed all of that Lewa but it was Flying Missile, which had been placed in the Belgravia and the Burgess Queen Stakes, that deserved a win, and it was just a narrow one. Maybe Lee were a little bit unlucky, I guess, to be considered. OK, and what about uh, Hot Z in the next race we're going to show you? This is the Carbine Club of WA. Well, I thought he was the best bet of the day, Hot Z, because every aspect to him going to the races yesterday suited perfectly. He came out after Son of a God. They were the top two horses in the market. They had it between themselves. And uh, Hot Z just knows one way, and that is to keep coming. He is a bulldog in a scrap and uh, the lowest weight that he ever, ever has carried. Chrissy Parnham just again lifting him home into successive victories. I think Simon Miller saddled up about three or four bridesmaids. I haven't seen that many bridesmaids in my lifetime, Greg, and that's saying something. But anyway, he finished up getting one later on in the day.
The man that's addicted to wedding cake. Uh, on to the uh, last, the jungle, missed classic angelic miss. Uh, too good for them. Yeah, she was. She started to run back there in the field and they had gone lickety-split in this race. They really did turn it on. And it was the swoopers that arrived, including Angelic Miss from Simon Miller's stable. Uh, there's trouble here. Bright Diamond gets stopped in its tracks, got held up. Pike had to change direction there. She's a charmer, was charging home. So was Soleil, but it was Angelic Miss who did prevail at the end. But it was very busy, and there's a few hard luck tales to come out of that race there. So Angelic Miss, very good. She's a charmer. I like her. I think she's a top-quality mare. Soleil, very good, the widest of them in a bit of a bumping finish over the concluding stages there. So a number of hard luck tales to be told. Well, Elite Street in the Winterbottom Stakes next week. Can he do it again? Absolutely no reason why he can't. Greg, he's absolutely flying at the moment. The Danny Morton stable can do no wrong. And, of course, there's its stablemate, Will Chino, who's coming out of benchmark racing, flying. She's really getting to the peak of her form, this Machino mare, and Danny takes in an awfully strong hand. The barrier draw, which will be held late Tuesday afternoon, that no doubt will have a, a big say in how the Winterbottom's going to be run and won. But it wouldn't matter where Elite Street goes. Brad Rewilla, unbeaten on this horse, reigning Winterbottom stakes hero. Uh, if he draws wide, he can go back like he did last start, of course, the Colonel Reeves. Um, and he just absolutely played with them. He was awesome, breathtaking there. I think he's going better than he was probably 12 months ago. But his stable mate, Will Chino, she's been a real revolution, a, a revelation. And if she happened to draw a good gate because she runs quick times and she can do it both ends of a race. And uh, Dan's got just an enormous chance to Quinella the race, all things being considered. Well, you've got a lot to look forward to over the next couple of weeks with that Winterbottom Stakes. And then the following week, the Kingston Town is going to be a great clash if they all line up, which we expect they will. Darren, thank you. We'll talk to you again uh, next Sunday on this show, Thoroughbred Weekly. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Greg. Morning, Duff. There's uh, Darren McCauley, and that's it. Hour and a half from Kembla. Uh, and that's been... That's been a long carnival, but a great carnival. As he showed you earlier in the show, those list of winners and the highlights we've seen. Yep. But that's the final million-dollar race of the year for, for us here in Sydney. They've still got a couple to come over there. Yeah, we've got a couple of weeks in Perth, and we're going to Rose Hill. We've got a festival next week. A couple of good meet, mm. uh, meetings left before the end of our series. That's right. And the Villiers has been increased to 750000 this year. It's gone from a quarter of a million to seven hundred and fifty plus that ticket into the Doncaster. Yeah, so there'll be still some nice horses targeting that race for sure. December 11. OK, that's it. Thank you to everyone. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Congratulations to the Little Illawarra Turf Club. You put on a great day yesterday and to the crowd and to the prices and Brock Ryan. Congratulations. What a day it was from down here at Kembla for the gong.